1: and side sources. Many Afghans want to come to the U.S. and some Utah politicians like Governor Spencer Cox and Speaker of the House Brad Wilson have tweeted that they'll do everything they can to help Afghan refugees get here. We just heard from Amy Harmer, uh, who just shows how to get things done, uh, especially as it relates to refugees and getting them connected to community which is so important. And so we wanted to drill down on that. What can we do as a state? And so we had the opportunity, and this is not just the collective we that I normally use on this show. Uh, (laughs) Kelly Pierce, uh, our producer, uh, and I had the chance to talk with Representative Mike Schultz, state representative, earlier today about Utah's efforts to help uh, Afghani refugees. So, Kelly, welcome back to the microphone.
0: Thank you, Boyd.
1: <laughs> and uh, so let's, let's start with Representative Schultz. Uh, we were able to ask him why he thinks Utah likes to take in refugees. Take a listen.
2: Obviously, Utah was settled uh, in 1847 uh, by religious refugees fleeing from persecution. And I think as a result of that, we understand the plight of refugees perhaps more deeply than others do. And so I, I think just given the history of our state, how we were founded, those are the reasons why. This has not been historically a political issue. Uh, this is something that's been bipartisan, and uh, there's nothing political about helping those in need. And luckily, uh, in Utah, we put that we we put that uh, behind us, and we're just here to help help some of these people. Uh, we certainly can, and we want to.
1: So, Kelly, as as you uh, were part of that conversation with uh, Representative Mike Schultz. Uh, you were able to ask him a little bit about just in terms of our kind of our own readiness.
0: Right, because that, that's a very important question.
1: <laughs> Is, are, are we actually able to, uh, to take these in and absorb them? And so let's, let's take a listen.
2: We're no stranger to this. Utah has historically taken refugees uh, from all over the world, um, tens of thousands um, over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, we have three uh, resettlement agencies here in Utah. Catholic Community Services, the International Rescue Committee, and the Asian Association of Utah, and numerous other faith-based and community organizations that help refugees become integrated uh, into our communities. They're remarkably well-equipped to handle the refugees.
1: So, Kelly, as as you listen to this, uh, what are some of the things that pop into your mind in terms of kind of our readiness, what we do, and then uh, how this actually impacts our communities?
0: I think what makes Utah very unique is that the absorption of refugees really comes from the private sector in a way, a private charity, Mm. versus other states might do it sort of in a public way, right? Right. It comes from the state government. I think this is a very similar system we have here in Utah to the ones they have in Canada, and it seems to be very successful in terms of – You know, these private charities knowing the needs of these people, the needs of the state and being able to place people more successfully than other areas.
1: Yeah. You asked Representative Schultz uh, kind of that concern over, you know, how how do you do that? Is it a, a public thing? Is it a government thing or is it private entities that are doing that? And then how that all plays in. Uh, to jobs, housing, integration into society, and so on. Here's his response.
2: We're no stranger to this. Utah has historically taken refugees uh, from all over the world, um, tens of thousands um, over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, We have three uh, resettlement agencies here in Utah, Catholic Community Services, the International Rescue Committee, and the Asian Association of Utah, and numerous other faith-based Uh, and community organizations that help refugees become integrated uh, into our communities. They're remarkably well-equipped to handle the refugees. I know our governor's uh, reached out and uh, is, is on top of that already saying, you know, hey, we're the, the door's open, we can handle uh, some refugees. And so, yes, that that's happening and will happen. And I think the biggest thing is hopefully we can get these people out. I mean, obviously, uh, the number one priority uh, is getting uh, the American citizens out of Afghanistan first, but we need to also be focused on getting some of these refugees out. And hopefully it's not just United States taking some of these refugees, hopefully the world steps up uh, and helps these people that are just trying to get out of the persecution.
1: And that's an important thing, uh, Kelly, again, as we had this conversation with uh, Representative Mike Schultz, uh, talking about kind of policy in general, kind of went a little bit broader in terms of uh, our overall immigration policy and what Utah's role is in all of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Utah can only have so much influence. This is a federal policy. This is federal immigration policy. But it seems like um, a lot of people in Utah have really called for a state specific policy, whether it comes to refugees, farm workers, other things like that. So that's what he really hit on um, as well. Mm-hmm.
1: And so as we look at that uh, in terms of uh, that, obviously, Utah's had has had an influence in terms of some things relating to immigration uh, and kind of setting some framework. Uh, talk about Utah compact uh, over the years. And uh, are there other areas that you're seeing or, or sensing, Kelly, that uh, where Utah might be able to play or at least have a, an outsized voice uh, in terms of immigration policy?
0: It seems like we're really good at lobbying the federal government to try to change things. Now, whether they're going to listen to us or not, well, that's another story. But it seems like, you know, when you have conversations around immigration, Utah is always at the forefront there because we always want to be at the table talking about this. And like the representative said, this isn't a political thing for us where it is in other parts of the country very openly.
1: Yeah, and I think that's such an important part of it is we have been able in Utah to – allow refugees and immigration some of that to not be just a hyper-partisan political issue, but we've been able to really focus on uh, not just the fact that we have these refugees. Uh, To me, it always goes back to uh, how we view them and how we treat them, that refugees are not liabilities to be managed. Uh, These are human assets. These are people with human potential, immense potential, that we can help nourish and foster and connect into our communities.
0: Absolutely. And I think it also is an interesting thing where it's decoupled from the government, right? Yeah. And that, I think that is a very important piece to it because now you can help a refugee through your church, through these organizations. Now it doesn't become a political act to you. It just becomes an act of mercy and love. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't questions, you know, specifically about housing and how, you know, people are going to have roofs over their heads. Absolutely. That is a huge question. But again, these groups tend to, these, you know, churches and organizations tend to work pretty well with the community around them. So that's definitely a benefit.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it it is that ability, I think, in any situation uh, to connect them to community. Uh, We talk about the resources, we talk about needs, and and it's easy to to just hyper-focus on on the housing or on the school supplies that the kids are going to need or clothing and those kinds of things. But they really need connection to people. Uh, more than they need connection to, to things.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that that is so lost in this conversation, right? Because everything is, especially in the national scene, is so wrapped up in Team Red, Team Blue, right? Yeah. Even though there's other teams there, it's mostly Team <laughs> Red and Team Blue, right? But yep. this, I think, really, people want to help others, but they want to make sure that others can be helped. And yeah. a lot of the questions that people have. Sometimes it's at a huge volume, but they're legitimate questions. Housing, water, school, you know, integration into society, jobs. Yeah. jobs. Yeah. I mean, those are really important things. You can't just throw them out the window. You can't just have, you know, an open border. It would be a, a tough thing to do because, you know, people need doctors. Yeah. So you have to think about all those questions when you want to help somebody come over to the United States. But it's interesting that you know Utah's able to decouple that from the government and really look at that in a person-to-person way, I yeah. feel, more than other places. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Kelly Pierce, uh, our producer, stepping in and, in and behind the microphone, which she's no stranger to. We appreciate you right. weighing in today. Also, a big thanks to Representative Mike Schultz. Uh, he represents uh, Hooper uh, since 2015. He's a home builder, farmer, and uh, owns a cattle operation as well. Uh, but grade, gave some really great insight today in terms of where we are uh, and what we can do as it relates to refugees, and I just want to close out this segment. I want to go back to what Amy Dot Harmer uh, said as we kicked off the show today: uh, that we need to make sure that we that we don't get bogged down or paralyzed uh, by the overwhelming uh, just bigness of what has to be done in terms of refugees in Afghanistan. We we can't solve every problem. We can't fix every situation. But we can do something. And I loved how Amy Dot Harmer said, yeah, go do something today and do it in honor of that young Afghani girl or that Afghanistan woman who, you know, helped to. uh, And I still just love this, that it was women who helped write and shape the constitution of the country and served in government uh, during the last 20 years. Those are things that we, we shouldn't lose. Those are things we should celebrate and emulate Uh, and give honor to by doing something good for somebody else today. Uh, We all can make a difference, and we need to make sure we don't lose sight of that, uh, especially uh, from where we are here in the great state of Utah. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Deseret.com, Katie McKellar is going to join us. We're going to talk about redistricting, meeting held yesterday. What does it mean? What does the future look like for politics coming up on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. A gun in the face.